This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by Kaleida Health. Here we are, hour number two on a Friday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, and we know what that means. It's time to bring in senior producer from NFL Films, also co-host of ESPN's NFL Matchup Show, the one and only Greg Cosell, whose weekly segment is presented by Scott Lawnyard, an official commercial site work partner of the Buffalo Bills. Greg, how you doing? Well, I'm sure just like you guys, a whole lot better now. Yeah, right. Great yeah. news on yeah, DeMar. Yeah, it really is. It, it is great news for us here. And uh, and we were talking just before we came on how proud we are of the organization, how they handled it. Um, and I think also for me, and I know they always get criticism, but the league at large handling it the way they did and, and yeah. in subsequent days and hours, uh, so I thought that was surprisingly empathetic. So, um, yes. And now this week, now that DeMar is doing very well, it's it seems uh, warranted. We're happy we all did it. So. Uh, happy they did it that way. So I'm, I'm, I'm no, I don't miss the Bengals Bills game like I thought I might at one point. Uh, it didn't seem quite as important, you know. It certainly didn't. It certainly no. didn't. All right, so let let's try to shift gears here, Greg, and go to the game at hand. Uh, certainly, yeah. we'll have a very inspired Bills team taking the field on Sunday against the Patriots. If there's one thing about the Patriots that is darn impressive, it is their eight non-offensive touchdowns seven on the defensive side of the ball including one again last week Kyle Duggar who had the 39-yard interception return now has three defensive touchdowns for his team this season I I know you watch all the film how much have they just been anticipatory in nature obviously sometimes you get 
passes bouncing off the hands of receivers and into the waiting arms of a defensive player. Um, some of these, though, seem to be good anticipatory skills by this New England defense. Yeah, I mean, I think those are plays you have to look at, Brownie, as individual plays. I mean, that particular play was a disguised coverage with a late movement and a late rotation. And uh, it ended up, Duggar was on the line of scrimmage to start, and it ended up being cover two. He ended up being the middle hole defender in cover two, and clearly Teddy Bridgewater did not process the coverage. So plays like that, and and, and certainly a team does not do that every season. So that's why you kind of have to look at it as individual plays and see why they occur. You know, some some occur on tips. Um, so, you know, it, it, there's no answer as far as I'm concerned to that. You know, don't forget, as you guys know, and you're not forgetting, these teams played week 13 and Buffalo just controlled. uh, Yeah, Buffalo controlled the game. They ran 45 plays in the first half. Overall, they ran over 70. They had the ball for 38 minutes. They kind of lined up in that game, which does not usually happen against a New England team and said, we're physically better than you are on that side of the ball. And here we are. And you have to stop us. And they couldn't stop them. And that rarely happens against the New England defense. And you talk about this. The New England defense, statistically, you look at the rankings and the way they're as good as the Bills defense, statistically. I mean, they, they, right. They, a little different in the points allowed at the bottom line and third down efficiency. They're not quite as good as the Bills, but in every other category, they are at or just a hair better or right there with the Buffalo Bills, statistically. Offensively, when you look at these two teams, big difference. Bills are much better, yes. much more efficient offensively. And I think the key matchup looks like it's going to be Bills offense, Patriot defense, how that looks. And you said the Bills looked like they kind of just controlled the game. And I remember thinking the, Bills, the Bills kind of just strangled the Patriots at the last second half and, of that game. And they also had a touchdown called back, as you recall, I'm sure, with one of the Josh Allen plays when Sweeney was called for holding, one of those special Josh plays that was, I think, 40-plus yards. Um, But, you know, and that was the game, as you may recall, where they really whipped out the pony package. There were 13 snaps of the pony package in that game, and they haven't really used it to that degree since, and it was really effective and successful in that game against New England. Now, again, normally you don't do the same thing against the same opponent, you know, twice, especially in such a short period of time. It's not as if that game was week two or week three, but you never know. I mean, it's... You know, I, I imagine none of us have a real feel for, given the week, what Buffalo is going to do in this game. But, you know, they had 13 snaps with both Hines. Um, with Hines and Cook played 12 snaps with the Pony and Hines and Singleton one snap. And Cook had some really good runs out of the Pony package in that game. They ran the ball well. Um, so we'll see what their approach is. Um you know, the longest pass play in that game was 21 yards to Hines, and I think that happened on the first or second possession on a kind of a second reaction movement throw by Josh. So that was not really a big passing game. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure the Bills want to play that way generally. I think they're built a little more to sort of push the ball down the field at times and create some big plays offensively. But that game, look, they had a 15-play, 96-yard drive from the third quarter into the fourth quarter. That usually doesn't happen against New England. Right. Uh, What do you make of New England's defensive front? Because in the first meeting, um, Barmore was still on injured reserve. He's back now. How much of an impact can he make in terms of changing the battle at the line of scrimmage, do you think? 
Well, he's got a lot of talent. I mean, he's a big kid. He's long. He's athletic. Um, you know, that's hard to know exactly how he'll impact the game, but he's he adds a good player to the mix, Brownie. So in an ideal world, you look at it and you say they'll be better in this game. You know, I guess my overall thought before we switch sides of the ball here is that I would be surprised if the game played out the same way. You know, I think that which doesn't mean Buffalo can't win the game. You know, that's not my point at all. But I don't think it will be the same kind of game offensively. I think the Bills are going to need some big plays in the pass game. And I don't know if they'll control the ball quite the way they did. That, that, that to me, had a little bit of an aberration feel to it. That's an impressive also- feel to it, but not the way it, you know, I would think it would play out a second time. But that's kind of the way the Patriots like to play, though. They don't think you can go 15 plays and end Correct. up with a touchdown. They want. They kept the lid on the big plays. I mean, that's kind of the way they played yeah. the Bills, like the Bills play the the Chiefs, right, or the Dolphins. Right, they right. keep a lid on the you know, make you go the long way, take the dink and dunk, and may, hope you get frustrated or just make a mistake. And that's kind of what it seemed like they were trying to do to the Bills. And I think that's one area where Josh Allen has really improved, Steve. I mean, there are times where I see him drop back and I can tell immediately by the coverage, the way they retreat, given the route concepts and combinations that he knows he's not going to have a route down the field and he throws it immediately to the running back and he gets nine, 10, 12 yards. And those are good play. They don't seem like much in the course of a game, as you know, because everybody's focused on explosives, but those are really positive plays and why, you know, don't sit back in the pocket and wait for something that you know is not going to be there. Greg, the biggest probably dichotomy between these two teams is how good Buffalo's red zone defense has been of late and how awful New England's red zone offense has been. They are last in the league in red zone touchdown efficiency. Is there a singular theme running through this season for the Patriots offensive execution in the red zone that stands out to you? Let me expand that Brownie and talk overall about their offensive execution. Overall, it's been problematic. Um, what has surprised me tremendously, and I know there's a lot of talk in New England and maybe, you know, throughout the media about, uh, you know, who's coaching the offense in New England and, you know, all that. I, you know, I don't get into that because I'm not in the meeting rooms. But one thing that's really surprised me watching their tape every single week is the number of basic route concepts and reads that Mac Jones has missed. I'm talking about basic stuff. You know, like if you call curl flat or slant flat to the boundary and you have to read the underneath defender, he's just throwing to the wrong guys. And then I'm really surprised by that. That is not a function of Matt Patricia. That's in that's day one, day two install stuff. And now I'm not saying he does that all the time. He has very good moments as well. But this offense with Mac Jones has missed a lot of things and they have not been able to compensate for it with a consistent week to week run game that, you know, and I think they felt going into this season that they'd have a bit of a two headed monster in Stevenson and Harris and a really good run game that they could hang their hat on every week, that that would be an identity thing. And it hasn't been there. I know Stevenson may get a a thousand yards, but, you know, we play 17 games now. So a thousand yards isn't automatically a sign that you've had a great year. Um, But they just Brownie, they have not been very good offensively at all. They don't hit explosives very often. They don't run the ball particularly well. They don't sustain offense very well. It's quite frankly, at times been a hard offense to watch. 
Yeah, and we've we've seen other um, media outlets. I mean, they're criticizing, and they say the same thing you do. They'll point out instances where the offensive line doesn't get a hat on a hat. Uh, right. Yeah, that where they you know, the receivers you end up with three receivers banging into each other, or running the same concept, and all of a sudden they're all three within three yards of each other, or two guys. Right. Are, right. Um, that to me reeks of coaching. Um, okay. And maybe it is. I, I'm not going to, like I said, I, I know how hard I work, Steve, watching tape. So I know how hard coaches work. Right. And I've always been in my career very leery of, of you know, ripping coaches, which is easy to do. Uh, and not you. I'm not talking about you personally. You played the game, so you know. But I, I just, you know, I, I'm never comfortable doing that because I always feel that you have to be there and be through the process to understand. Is it the coach? Is it the players? Because, you know, Steve, coaches coach, but once you step between the lines, the players play. So you could argue coaches have a lot of power, but they have no control because you guys play. Uh, you know, I mean, how many times I, I know I've seen it here at films because we wire coaches and all that, you know, up in the press box, how mad they get because the, the players are not doing what clearly they're supposed to be doing. Right. So, you know, I don't know where that balance lies. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. It's not rocket science, but if you've got guys doing the wrong thing, it's because they haven't been taught to do the right thing. Um, certainly they can get beat physically, and right, certainly right. there could be some a culture. Uh, I, I'm trying to you know jump through mental hoops here a little bit because there might sure. be a culture of a, uh, that has been pervasive in New England where they expect players to do certain things to get ready. And that culture may have shifted with Josh McDaniels exiting. Now you've got players who – don't know they're supposed to do that themselves. They're supposed to learn something on them, their own. Uh, a lot of coaches say, hey, listen, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. Some guys say, listen, you should know, you know, do this in this way. And the player does it the wrong way or the way that didn't, right. you know, and, with and, the wrong technique. And, I, and I've had these conversations with coaches over the years, and I think you would agree. You know, just because, let's say, you are a defensive coach, and, and you have been your whole life or vice versa, doesn't mean you know the other side of the ball. You know, right. you know the other side of the ball in a very general way. You know, I mean, everybody can go up on the board, defense, offense, and draw route combinations. That, that, that's, that doesn't mean you know how to coach a particular side of the ball. You know, right. and, and offensive coaches, guys who've been doing it ever since they got into coaching for 15, 20, 25, 30 years, you know, they're offensive coaches. If you've been an offensive coach and all of a sudden they tell you, hey, go and be the linebacker coach, you know, you got to learn how to do that. You don't just know that, you know, just because you might know how linebackers are supposed to react and cover three, that doesn't make you a linebacker's coach. Right. Greg, another player who missed the first meeting between the Bills and Patriots was Damian Harris. Um, yep. He has historically been a Bills killer in three games yeah. against the Bills. 44 carries, 316 yards, an average of 7.2 per rush, and five touchdowns. How yeah. might he be able to diversify the Patriots' run game, yeah. knowing he's got a little more juice than Ramondre Stevenson? I was just going to say that, Brownie. You, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. He's definitely got a more explosion and more juice than Stevenson. Um, and he's just unfortunately been injured through much of his career – but he's a guy that when he hits the hole, he can get through a hole in confined space. And then he's got a reacceleration element that I don't quite think Stevenson has. Stevenson's a bigger back and maybe a more physical back. 
But I think that Harris has that reacceleration trait, which is so important. Um, and we've seen him do that. We saw him do that last year in that cold weather game. I remember, um, I guess it was two years ago where he scored maybe a 25 yard touchdown or so against Buffalo. And he, you saw the juice. He can add a lot, you know, assuming they can get it all blocked up because that's been another issue. Their old line has not been, I think, what they hoped it would be when the season started. All right, we're a little bit of a loss today than we usually are because we don't have a Bills game to review right? and to see right. where they have maybe it's, you know steadily evolved to. But you go back, what do you expect? You said this game might look a little different than the Bills running 45 plays in one half. Now, what? Yeah. Uh, still, this is a game that is going to be really emotionally charged. Sure. But X's and O's wise and maybe tactically wise – What's your best guess about how this game plays out and what the Patriots might want the Bills to do or try to force the Bills to do offensively and defensively? Well, I think you did hit it on the head earlier in the conversation, Steve. You know, Belichick is he does not want to give up explosives. No coach does, but Belichick certainly. So the question becomes now, is he going to have bracket concepts versus digs? Because the reality is that there hasn't really been on a week to week basis. It's occurred at times a week to week basis. There hasn't been that second receiver that you say, wow, we know we, we can count on him. You know, even though it didn't work out in the first meeting, I think his approach, his approach tactically would be similar. Let's see if the Bills can go 15 plays in 96 yards. You know, let's see how that plays out, you know, and, and the emotion part. None of us can answer that because we don't know. But, you know, the Bills, the Bills have been the best team in the NFL on third down. Um, they're close to 50 percent. They're number one in the league. In the first matchup, they were nine for 15 on third down conversions. They were three for three in the red zone scoring touchdowns. That was critical. You know, I, I think third down is really, really important. And this is going to be really important in this game. And Belichick, to me, just based on track record, He'll do something different on third down than he showed the Bills in the week 13 game. And then it'll be up to Josh and the receivers to be able to work through that in the you know brief time you get once the ball snapped. Uh, so but I think overall he's he's going to think in terms of, hey, we're going to try to make them go 13, 14, 15 plays to score. All right. Greg, I know we addressed this prior to the first meeting between the Bills and the Patriots, but the New England defensive staff has very effectively used Josh Uche as a situational pass rusher, as a bookend to Judon. I mean, this is a team that's now second in the league in sacks with 52. And Uche, even though he's a situational guy, he's up to 11 and a half sacks this season. I know. Can you just maybe spell out the way in which they're deploying those two in pass rush situations? Well, I'd say they're predominantly edge players, but not exclusively. And don't forget, in the first matchup, Deion Dawkins did not play. So he will play in this game because Quizzen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Barry, as I recall, played left tackle Correct. in the first matchup. And, you know, obviously Dawkins is a better player. So, you know, but one thing about Belichick, he can be very, very multiple with his front looks given the down and distance situations and very multiple with his pressure concepts, which doesn't mean he's going to blitz a ton and rush five or six, although he can do that. But, you know, I think Uche and Judon both are guys you can use as what we call jokers. They can line up in different spots within the front six, seven, whatever the situation is, and rush from, you know, different angles. And you have to be prepared for that. You know, Uche is very good off the edge because he's shown both speed to power and he's shown the ability to to win, you know, on the high side, clearing the arc. And Judon's just a really, really good player, you know, overall. Right. I mean, he's good against the run. He's he's a good pass rusher. So, you know, you can't let these guys disrupt your passing game, especially when you get to third down and there will be third downs. So, look, there were 15 of them in the first game. So there's going to be third downs, and you cannot let the pass rush disrupt um, your, your offense. Give us an idea of what you th- how you think they'll handle Josh. I mean, I know they won't just spy him the whole game. They won't right. uh, rush three. There, and there'll be multiple, as you can say. But what about overall, who has had and what kind of strategy has been the most effective against Josh Allen, in your opinion? Well, they, they did spy him a bit in that first matchup. They used Bentley at times. I, I'm sure they'll do similar things depending on down and distance, Steve. Um, you know, I think the the big thing, and, and look, we've seen the Bills have success doing this in various times with Josh being patient. But I think when all's said and done, that's the approach you have to take. You do not want to give up big plays. It's as simple as that. You, you can't do that. Um, so they'll do that and they'll see if if they can pr- make them have to go distance. Um, I'm curious to see what the Bills approach is, Steve. That's the other factor. You know, will they come out and try to be aggressive throwing the football? Will they feel given the, the last game they played was was that the Bears game? The, what was the last uh, the game? Last it game was the last was, game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny how you lose track of that. Um no, you know, the Patriots just um, just got through with the Dolphins. Is that what you're talking about? No, he's talking about the last no, Bills the game. No, the last Bills game. Yeah, the Bears game, yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously Sorry. the Bears do not have a good run defense, and that was a really strong rushing performance by uh, by the Bills. They had a very diverse run game, delayed draw, same side power. They ran a lot of different concepts. They were very successful. You know, the, And obviously the weather was a factor in that game as well. So that was not a game to really come and toss it all over the yard. Um you know, I, the weather, from what I gather, is not going to be an issue this week at all. So, um, you know, what will the Bills' approach be? Will the Bills' approach be, hey, 
let's try to score early, get ahead, and make them have to throw, and then let our pass rush work against an O-line that has not really been that effective protecting the quarterback. So, I'm, you know, I'm very curious to see how the Bills come out, because the, the Patriots, to me, if you get ahead 14-0, 17-3, I'm not sure they're built right now to really play that way. Yeah, I would, yeah, I think you're right. Greg, thanks right. as always thanks, for Greg. the insight. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and we'll catch up with you next week. It's playoff time. Uh, yes, it is. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. All Appreciate right, that's you. Greg Cosell, senior producer from NFL Films and also co-host of ESPN's NFL Matchup Show. Uh, we do want to pass along some news that the team did just announce, and it concerns our good friend and colleague, and voice of the Bills, John Murphy. As you know, he was unable to do last week's game, and uh, basically his family has put out a statement that was released through the Bills organization. It reads as follows. John Murphy suffered a stroke last weekend. He is recovering at home with his family and making progress every day. John and the Murphy family are grateful for the excellent care by the staff and doctors at Buffalo General Medical Center. We appreciate everyone's support and obviously all of us here at one bills live a show that he used to host uh certainly know john and wish john all the best in his recovery and it's good to hear that he is making progress every day so keep up the good fight murph uh we're pulling for you here on this end of things um i guess once again (laughs) the bills community is going to have to rally together and Send out prayers and thoughts. Uh, we spent an awful lot of time this week doing that on DeMar's behalf and continue to do that. We're going to have to add John Murphy to our prayer list uh, this week for sure. Yeah, rough week. So we will do that, and we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to be joined by the Bills legend of the game. We'll tell you who that is. After this commercial break, here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. Pleased to be joined now by a man that you will recognize immediately. He's also this week's legend of the game when the Bills host the Patriots. Legend of the game is presented by the BFLO Store, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. And this week, it is none other then the man who wore 25, LaShawn McCoy, joining us here on the line. Shady, good to have you. How you been, man? You're all over the place. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm, um, I'm, I'm the same old guy. Just having fun with it. I just got into the media space. So it's been fun. It's been fun. How you guys doing? I haven't seen you guys in so long. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's, it's getting, it's, it started out pretty rough this week, but now it's a lot, lot better. Uh, now that we got the good news about DeMar Hamlin and uh, – with the final week 18 game coming up, we're kind of finally feel like we can think about the Patriots coming to town on Sunday. And now we find out today you're coming to town too. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I can't wait. <clears throat> DeMar is a pit brother of mine. And, uh, yeah. you know, that pit brotherhood. And, um, whenever, when he went down, you know, I instantly, um, you know, was worried and, uh, hearing this good news, you know, it's cool because like I've been checking up a lot of my bills, uh, ex teammates and friends, and you guys know I have a lot of them, so right. I've been calling each see um, any new news. And I'm sure the first people that will find out will obviously be um, Demar's family, and the second would be the Bills. And um, this hearing all this improvement, I'm so excited, man! It's, it just shows you the type of character he really has. You know, 
Um, when he was conscious, the first thing he said was, did we win the game? That just shows you the love of the game, the love of your teammates. Um, hearing that brought me well, tears of joy. So I'm happy everything is doing well for him. Yeah, so Shady, you know, you know that Sean is good about building a brotherhood in that locker room. And that bond, that bond that this team clearly has is what made what happened on Monday night so jarring for the players in that locker room. I don't know if you can lend a player perspective to this, but when you get that good news, just the ability to not forget about DeMar, but at least shift your focus to getting ready for a football game. Now, it's that much easier when you see he's doing all right, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the, the simple things that people don't even, like, recognize. Like, we take that for granted when guys get carted off the field and they give you the thumbs up, right, or they show you, um, you know, some motion, you know, that they're, that they're, that they're still conscious. Um, you know, and as players, we look forward to seeing that. Because now, when our guys leave, we're like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Okay, he's good. Okay, he'll be all right. right. He gives us a sign. He's good. Um, but when you don't get that, that insurance, um, you're always wondering and worrying. And and I was a, 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 a worrying wreck. I'm sure a lot of his teammates were a worrying wreck. You know, and, uh, and a guy like Sean McDermott, man, I, I'll tell you what about him. I've been telling people on TV, and I've been telling people just friends and guys around the NFL, Sean McDermott, when I got to Buffalo, he changed the whole culture. Not just in the locker room, but in the whole building. Um, when you have a coach like that that puts the players first, that 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 sets a, a goal that's reachable, you know, and he has everybody on the, in, in the facility believing. That's a real brotherhood. And and Sean Durham's the type of guy where he wasn't going to play that game. You know, with, the, with his players witnessed, when his players were going through, we need to focus on DeMar. And that's what he did. And a lot of guys in the locker room, man, the best person to handle that job in the situation is Sean McDermott. One of the things about this this regime with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott has been that all of a sudden, a, a, t- a town like Buffalo, who in in decades past has been an afterthought for free agents and a and a likely landing spot for guys who were picking a spot. Now you got Von Miller showing up. Now you got guys who were here before, went away, got a big contract, and wanted to come back. Explain why that happens because of an atmosphere or, you know, facility. Or you, tell us why you think that has changed so much under Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean and, and this ownership. Well, I'll say this much. It's the winning. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but <laughs> right. it's, it, it's that brotherhood. It's everything you talk about. Players want to play for coaches that believe in them, that are fair, honest. Um, you, you know, like Avon Miller, he could have went anywhere. Right? He could have got a, a, a big contract anywhere. Probably could have went to Miami and saved more money. But he's he seen the culture. He's seen what they're building. Right? One thing about an organization, they have to do the right things. Right? Like draft well. They they draft well. Right? Look at Josh Allen. Everybody was so worried. Oh, is he, is he the right fit? He's from Wyoming. And then the, the coach have to do a good job of not just drafting well, but developing. And then when you develop talent like that, players want to be a part of it. Buffalo is a special place. When I got there, I, I, didn't, I didn't know how special it really was until I got into the locker room, until I see the communities, until I see the atmosphere. So I got to a game day, and people love that. They, they see on TV when they're playing the Bills how the them fans are getting crazy, jumping through tables, tailgating all night, all day. So players want to play for that. It's the atmosphere, it's Buffalo, and it's the coaching. So, Shady, as emotionally draining as this week may have been for the players – how 
much, knowing DeMar's situation is better now, can they now use what happened as a galvanizing force and inspiration to kind of do it for DeMar on Sunday, if you will? To be honest, I, I think so. I, I thought at first, um, with, with not hearing, um, you know, how the, the improvement was coming along, right? It, it's hard to go out there not knowing the situation or the condition of your brother, right? And then leaving the game how he left the game. But now, oh, man, they have all the motivation, right? Because uh, I was reading things that his dad was saying, DeMar's dad, and this is what DeMar wants. He wants the guys to go out there and compete play for him. And I think now that he's, uh, you know, vocal, uh, he's reached out to the team, right? He's up, he's breathing by himself, you know, he's making tremendous steps um, in improvement. Yeah, I think the guys would be riled up. Oh, man. And I'm sure once they win this game, they can't wait to call him, FaceTime him, make a video for him as a group, as a family. Um, and, and, and I think that this will make him happy, right? Because this is what he wants right. to see. So, yeah, I think this game, man, it's going to get scary for the uh, the Patriots. Yeah, Bill Belichick, watch out. You know, one of the, yeah, right. La- last one for me, LaShawn, you know, moving forward, that game didn't happen. The league's not going to make the game up. There's a hole in the schedule where the Bengals-Bills game should have been. They're going up. They're talking about down the road, might be a coin flip, neutral site playoff games. Uh, all of this stuff about, you know, what might or could or should happen, we don't know yet because they're going to vote on it. Uh, what are your thoughts on on – what happens to the playoff seed? What the you know all of that stuff? It, it's kind of weird, and we've never been in this spot before. But it's kind of fun watching, watching the you know the machine move a little bit, right? Yeah, it reminds me of Friday Night Lights. Remember we had to make the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. and had to flip the court. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, it's interesting because we've never been in this situation. We've never seen this, right? We've never seen that type of hit um, or that type of injury, I should say. And then we never seen like they just cancel a game out. Let's think about it for a second. Even with the COVID right times, they managed to win every game. If it was a Tuesday or Wednesday, if it was Saturday, they made sure they played all the games. So uh, it's different, right? And um, knowing a guy like Andy Reid playing for him, he's so calculated. So he, he really wants to figure this thing out. You know, then you got the Bengals. They're playing good ball this year. And then Sean McDermott is another guy that's calculated. So it's going to be interesting. Everybody wants that home for the advantage. I just think about Nobody wants to play in Kansas City around this time, but listen, nobody wants to play in Buffalo. So I think that the the I guess the fair thing to do is the coin flip or maybe a neutral site for for all the teams. So we'll see what happens. Last one, Shady. Uh, I don't have to tell you how much emotion is going to be packed into the stands on Sunday, especially with all that the community and the team had to deal with this week with Demar's situation. You're not going to have to do a whole lot to get this group amped up, but. Knowing all the added emotion that got packed into this week, what are you expecting? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Right before you hop on the mic and do your thing on Sunday. Oh, man. I mean, it's going to be live. Right? Buffalo's <laughs> going to rock it. I can't wait. It makes me want to just hey, ask Devin Singletary, listen. Let me get two reps, right? Let me just get two reps. We'll go there and play a little bit. But I'm just, I'm just excited. Excited to be back in the house. Excited to see my, fa- my, my friends and family um, and teammates, right? I call my, my family my teammates. Um, you know, and, and just seeing all my old friends. Like, it's going to be crazy, and I can't wait. Good all year right. for Buffalo. Yeah, well, we look Thanks, forward to LaShawn. seeing you, LaShawn. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Uh, again, LaShawn McCoy, this week, legend of the game. When the Bills host the Patriots, Legend of the Game presented by the BFLO Store, official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. Download and visit the Bills app and enter for a chance to win a $250 BFLO Store gift card and a signed LaShawn McCoy football. Shady, thanks. We'll see you thanks, Sunday. Shady. All right, guys. All right, that's LaShawn McCoy joining us. We'll take a break here. Be back with much more on a Friday edition of One Bills Live presented by Collada Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. One uh, item about show upkeep uh, and housekeeping that we wanted to mention to you. The segment that you just heard with LaShawn McCoy was pre-taped, and Steve and I did not want our upbeat nature with LaShawn to be construed as dismissive of the news we broke the segment prior, which was that uh, play-by-play man for the Buffalo Bills radio network, John Murphy, in a statement released by the team, suffered a stroke last weekend, and will not be uh, doing the game again this week because of his recovery from that situation. And Murph being a personal friend of mine, personal friend of Steve's and former colleague here on this very show, uh, we didn't want you to feel we were making light of Murph's condition with the segment that followed the announcement. Right. We, uh, we, uh, yeah, we pre-taped that segment before we knew anything. We taped this this morning before we knew anything, and it sounded when we were out there talking about Murph. It sounds like we didn't acknowledge, or you know, we didn't, and we didn't. We didn't know. It sounds like we didn't know, and at that time we did it. We didn't. But uh, our friend and buddy Murph, and um, is not doing so good, and he's not doing the game again this week, and he's had a stroke, and uh, our thoughts are with him, and. And it bothers us. We didn't want to come off, and particularly if Murph's listening, <laughs> to, to him think that we weren't thinking about him. Um, we are. Yeah, we, we just were worried that it came across as dismissive, uh, his condition, and it, that is not the case at all. Well, we just um, want to know. That we've added him to our prayer list, to be well, completely we want, honest. Yeah, we want John and Mary and Jack and Mark as well to, yeah. to know we're thinking about him, and, and as is everybody in the building. So we're, 
there's a lot going on at One Bills Drive these days, and uh, and Murph has always been a part of it, and we're and we just want to keep it that way. And yeah. So in case you're just joining us and you didn't hear that news. John Murphy suffered a stroke last weekend. He's recovering at home with his family, making progress every day, which is good to hear. John and the Murphy family are grateful for the excellent care by the staff and doctors at Buffalo General Medical Center. We appreciate everyone's support. So for those of you that have had DeMar Hamlin on your prayer list among Bill's Mafia in the Western New York community, please add our good friend and colleague John Murphy to that list uh, as we hope he makes a full and complete recovery. Uh, in the meantime, we'll all hold the fort here on his behalf. Um, and, yeah, that's that's basically where it stands. Uh, it it makes you shake your head sometimes. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, we there's only so many so many hits that the Western New York community is going to be able to handle. Um, we'll 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 find our way through this one uh, and support Murph and his family as best we can. Um but if anybody out there is listening that has any power whatsoever, can we stop? <laughs> can we stop the hits for yeah. Western New York? Um, there's just been way too many uh, for us to overcome here. So hopefully this is the last of it going forward uh, for a long, long time. So uh, so we, um, we get ready well, for this game now as best we can. Heck of a Friday show now, too. Uh, Started out with the news about DeMar Hamlin that we all have been waiting on, and now we, we get this dropped on us about Murph. And uh, uh, he is at home, though, doing better, I guess. So as from the Making progress. So making progress. Making so, progress. Uh, so that's, that's awesome good. to hear. And, uh, you know, the last is the last show, and I'll say this, too. Um, Brownie, I appreciate you all this week. It's been a rough week for all of us here, uh, One Bills Live and One Bills Drive and here in Western New York and Bills Mafia and everybody who listens and watches and follows our show and, and the team. It's been a rough week, and um, we hope that this week leads to better weeks in the coming in the coming days. And um, we thank all of you for the, the callers and the support I've gotten on my phone. Uh, Brownie and I have not done any outside media appearances um, since Tuesday or since, well, me at all. And um, so, um, and believe me, people have been wanting to find out our take on it, and it's been nice to not to have to do that. That club alleviated that responsibility from us. Um, but this has been a rough week, and I know all of you out there have gone through it with us, and we appreciate you. Right, and I think that's what Buffalo and Western New York does best. Um, they're called the city of good neighbors for a reason. When there is a time of crisis that's affecting one person or many people, uh, this community wraps its arms around those people like nothing I've ever seen before. I've spent more than half my life here. I know you have at this point, too. Right. We consider ourselves Buffalonians. Um, so, yeah, but it, it's always good time and again to see this community rally for people in need. And uh, we've got those people now here in our own community. So be sure right. you do that. And if you're going to the game on Sunday, I know I don't have to tell you, be loud and be proud uh, yep. and, and rally this team to another victory on Sunday. We're done here. We'll, we'll catch up with you on Monday at noon. Uh, we'll see you then. Enjoy the weekend and the game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 